Let's go! Who's up next? Welcome, one and all, to the Xbox Empire, your weekly lime green flavor of Xbox news, courtesy of the PSVG Podcast Network. It is I, your host, Kevin, and I'm back, poised and ready to fight and argue with my co-host, Mr. Donnie Reese. What's up, everybody? I'm I'm excited for tonight's show. Um, we, have, we have a good show. We have a lot of notes. We've got good things to talk about. There's been news afoot. In the Xbox land. There, there definitely has. Before we jump in, though, we do have to say a special thank you to the people who helped make this show possible. And that's our Patreon producers over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Special thank yous to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Maxa, Masek, The Eggshen, Zach Bradshaw, and of course, Nick Fahaba. So, Donnie, in preparation, you said there's lots of notes, and there's lots of notes, and there's been tons of discussion in the Discord today. And let me just say, I came prepared. It's been exciting. Uh, so, you, so you have notes. I have notes. I have this. Thanks. So, I, I feel like I'm going to need it. Cheers. Um, yeah, there's already a bunch mixed in my drink, but I have some on reserve just in case. Uh, for your audio listeners, it is a with some whiskey. I, I got whiskey ready on deck. Um, I mean, yeah, we have a huge docket, so I, we can jump right in i guess we got a lot to cover here tonight um avengers yeah that's a thing uh marvel's avengers is getting that's a ready thing to that you're really excited about you've you've been talking <laughs> about it you you've been you've been doing all the things about it you've watched the war, war tables. tables both of them so far yeah yeah you've done that i i've been all over it and it's been great and and i've been more excited for this game as we get closer than i was uh, at the initial unveiling for e3 i think a lot of the stuff they've shown has been uh, extremely promising makes the game seem a lot more exciting they put in the work i think they've listened to fan feedback um and then sony kind of drops a bomb on us and and you know rumored about a week ago was that spider-man would be coming and it was exclusive to playstation and that quickly got swept under the rug only for sony to then come out and say hey guys by the way Spider-Man exclusive to PlayStation only. Yeah. Um, not coming to Xbox uh, as well as uh, some other extras too. So uh, if you well, obviously early access to the beta, but that's not a huge deal. They get it a week earlier than everybody else does. Um, but PlayStation players will get special exclusive content for 30 days after the Avengers releases for all DLC heroes. They also have additional goodies uh, when it comes to cosmetics. So it's only cosmetics. PlayStation players will have a 30-day exclusive access to a legendary outfit, legendary emote, epic takedown, and nameplate for each superhero as they are released, including the six launch heroes right out the box. Uh, in addition, we also have rewards for those of the PlayStation Plus subscription for each hero added to the game post-launch, Hawkeye included, of course. All PS Plus members will receive a free bundle that contains a rare outfit, nameplate, and 100 credits to celebrate the addition of another Avenger to the roster. And there'll be a, oh, an exclusive one for Kamala, aka Miss Marvel, at launch of the game. So yeah, that yep. that's a thing. It's mm-hmm. been a heated discussion mm-hmm. uh, in the Discord, myself included. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. You want to go first? Because yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. So I think I felt bad initially 
because I felt like I was the only one stoking the fire. Like when it first came out, there was a lot of PlayStation folks going, yeah, I don't see the problem. This is just fine. This is great. And then I started to bring up some some facts. Um, overall, just to say, I don't really care for it. I right. have reasoning because of why I don't care for it. It's not because I am planning to play this game on Xbox or want it to be on Xbox. That's not the reason why. Um, but I have an exercise that I think would be a lot of fun for us to do after we discuss some points. Okay. Um but first and foremost, um, there's nothing wrong with exclusives. Exclusives are good things. Um, video game companies condition players to, to champion exclusives. That's what the console wars are really all about. It's no longer good enough to just be better hardware. And I think that's because a flop here or there, a speed here or there, it's all largely the same. The game pads are the same. The boxes look the same. They're all, it's all the same. It's all a wash, really, at the end of the day. If everything was equal in terms of games offered, they're all very similar, unless you're Nintendo. Totally. Mm-hmm. Right? But of course, against the two big players. So what do we find our ways? We find ways to validate our own purchasing decisions and then tell other people about that validation through the word exclusive console exclusive world launch exclusive this is not a sony thing it's not an anti-sony thing it's a video game thing Mm -hmm. these are how companies propagate the success of their system and the adoption of their system um everybody does it i did look up some so xbox has purchased sunset overdrive quantum break Ashen, Ori, Dead Rising, which Dead Rising 4 did make its way over eventually. Yeah. But you have to think that's because the Xbox was not doing so great. Right. But even the 360 era, they had Saints Row, Left 4 Dead, GTA San Andreas was exclusive. Could you imagine if GTA 5 was exclusive to a console? Oof. Right? And it's not mm. like, oh, the evil Xbox 360. A lot of PlayStation fans will bring that up. They'll go, this is the same thing as Xbox last gen. Yeah, well, PlayStation also had Metal Gear and Yakuza and Final Fantasy 2. This is a thing that everybody does. <laughs> everybody does it. So there's nothing wrong with an exclusive. But there does appear to be sometimes things that are wrong with certain types of exclusives. And that's the exercise that I wanted us to do, Kevin. Okay. Um, I have a list here of examples of exclusives. And I think you and I, because here's the, here's the issue that I've had with this argument the whole time. I've had a couple issues with this argument. It's not the exclusivity part. Right. I don't care that. Well, one, I should say this. Actually, I should have said this at the top of the the thing. I don't even really care about this game at all. From the (laughs) moment I saw it, I was like, this does not look good. (laughs) I wasn't sold on it. I haven't watched the war tables because I wasn't sold on it. Mm. I have yet to be sold on it. Like I'm just kind of going into it lukewarm. I will play it because I like the movies. That is literally the only reason that I'm going in playing it at all. And you're so, not, and you're, and you're not buying it. I purchased it. Yeah, so it was not buying, it, and you know that. So it's like it's like Game Pass for you right now. At this thing, you're like, hey, it's, I'm going to have it. So let's give it a whirl. Yep, because we absolutely. talk about our purchases. You know, I was not even planning on purchasing it. I have zero. Right. Yeah. Yep. So if you weren't buying it, I wasn't going to play it until it was cheap later down the road. Anyway, exactly. I'm playing yep. Tony Hawk. Okay, I don't know what you guys are up to, but I'm playing <laughs> Tony Hawk. Right. Um, so it's not the fact that Spider-Man's exclusive, um, although I do have some words about that. Um, but again, the issue seems to be, I don't think anybody likes exclusives when they're on the short end of the stick. And that seems to be the issue because what happens is, is somebody's left out. So then they voice their, 
their displeasure with that decision. Mm-hmm. Well within their right to do so. But then that angers the other people that are getting the thing. And then they point out the hypocrisy of voicing their displeasure when they too have been on the short end of the stick. Sure. So the reality is that both players don't like being on the short end of the stick. Now, yeah. they like being on the good side. They like when they're on the winning team. When their team is winning, they like it then. And that's where you hear instead of, but they're nice about it. Like instead of hearing, well, suck it. Although I give credit to Justin. Justin has been very, just suck it like PlayStation wins. <laughs> Most of them say things like, well, you know, it doesn't affect me, so I don't care a lot about it. Which then yeah. in itself is hypocritical. If you've ever said at another point in time that you were sure. upset about it when yep. you were at, in fact, upset. So, yeah, like it's it's just a whole rigmarole of things to unpack and unpeel here. Um, PlayStation fans were livid. I remember because we were podcasting, we were discording at the time when Xbox bought exclusivity to Tomb Raider. They yep. were furious. Sure. <laughs> Pissed off. And I was one of them. At that time, yep. I was mainly playing on PlayStation 4. The Series X had yet to come out. I think. I'm pretty sure about that, right? That was before Series Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that was before. That was That's before what I was thinking. Too. Definitely like a year or two. It was a while. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So they were furious. So for them to be like, well, you know, it doesn't affect me, so I don't care. But it does because it has mm-hmm. affected you in the past. The other thing that I have not liked about all of the debate and all the rigmarole that's been going into this is the unclear or unfactual statement that, of course, this is happening because Sony owns Spider-Man. But Sony doesn't own Spider-Man. They yep. own the movie rights to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, I would still concede that owning any rights to a character probably makes you the favorite in getting some sort of exclusivity. So I would even concede that. If only Spider-Man did not appear in other games on other systems already. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to the Xbox store and type in Spider-Man and you will be given 20 games in which you can play as Spider-Man. That's a thing. So, I I say all of this to just back up the the point that I'm going to say right now. I just wish you'd just say they just bought the damn game. They just bought Spider-Man the exclusive. That's it. That's the reality of this. There's no, there's no, you don't have to justify it. You don't have to tell why. It doesn't have to be proven. You don't have to agree with it. But the, the reality is that Sony just went to, um, Square Enix and they said, here's a lot of money mm-hmm. and we don't want anybody else playing Spider-Man. Now, Kevin, I think the part that people are upset with, and this is the part that I understand. I did not know that Spider-Man was the most popular avenger of them all oh yeah yeah that's news to me like as of this week i am just learning this sure this is how disconnected i am from this these these i don't know superhero wars or popularity contests Mm -hmm. because uh, i was talking to Devin, and i think garrett shared an article that told me that it was on ign and it showed me the poll when i was talking to Devin, i would have picked nine or ten people to play with before spider-man easy i gave Mm -hmm. him an easy seven I was seven ahead of Spider-Man, and that's not a disservice to Spider-Man, just the whole, your lovable neighborhood teen, you know, love story thing. It's, uh, it's okay. You know, I felt like, I liked um, Spider-Verse Spider-Man better. That was so much better. Spider-Verse, one of my favorite movies um, uh, featuring Marvel superheroes. I think the Spider-Verse was excellent. So, uh, but I ultimately, and then I wanted to say that to say this. If the shoe was on the other foot, 
right? If Xbox bought exclusivity to Iron Man, don't you think people would be upset on the other side? I do. Yeah, absolutely. I think they would be really upset. And uh, another point that we've seen made a lot is, well, Xbox needs to get in the game. Why aren't they buying their own exclusives? I don't like that either. As an Xbox player, I don't want to see yeah. that either. It's called The Avengers, not half of The Avengers or Avenge or Ava. Some. Some Avengers. Some somebody. Avengers. A few Avengers. <laughs> like, and I know it's an extreme, right? But could you imagine if, like, Iron Man was exclusive to Xbox, but Hulk was exclusive to the Epic Store? <laughs> like, if you just, you could only play as, like, two, like, what are you talking right. about? Where does this go? Brett Favre is only available on PlayStation or like where if you take that logic to you, then we might as well not have any multi-platform games at all. We'll all just pick sides and we'll just put everything on its own exclusive thing. Right. It's a yep. multi-platform game featuring a band of beloved characters you want to play as everybody that I, I think I have uh, a problem with. Not not enough to I would care. The solution is very simple here. And I've told you the same thing already. The solution is to buy this game on PlayStation. This is a destiny situation. I couldn't encourage anybody to spend their money on Xbox right now because, one, the majority of the player base is not going to be on Xbox. It won't support crossplay. And you'll be missing out on Spider-Man, which means you'll be missing out on story content plus the cosmetic stuff. Yeah, That's a lot. Don't buy this game on Xbox. Also, don't be one of those people like, I'm going to boycott. That's stupid, too. Okay, because here's what I guarantee you not enough of you will cost Square Enix enough money to make up for not taking that check. They already got their money. It's a Charlie Sheen situation. Oh, yeah. They already got your money, guy. They've already cashed the check. (laughs) And also, like, it it doesn't matter anyway, because it's just like the people at Call of Duty that boycott Call of Duty every year. And Call of Duty still sells a gazillion copies anyway. So, like, it's going to sell what it's going to sell. And I completely agree with you. And, And I, I'm with you, and and like I said, I didn't cancel it just because it is what it is. And if it was like a lesser known Marvel character, like just some random Joe Schmoes exclusive, exactly and then Xbox why... had one, like if it was Howard the Duck, if yeah. if if PlayStation got Howard the Duck, and then Xbox got somebody else that was completely not like, yes, people still like the character, but it's not in like the top tier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody'd be mad if we nope. had a Justice League game and Microsoft had was the only platform to have Batman. This it is the equivalent of that. This is the equivalent of that, just DC versus Marvel spectrum. So, yeah, I'm with you. And and honestly, like you, I'm not mad about Sony having the exclusivity. What it is is what it is. That's fine. They have the money. They spent the money. There's there's nobody stopping that. My wife even said that, too. She was like, well, if Sony's got the money, Microsoft could have done the same thing. Because a lot of people have labeled that anti-consumer. I think that's pro PlayStation consumer. <laughs> like it, it is, it is. But it, it, my my gripe with that is, and I, I said this too, was if they had said this out the gate, no problem. Of course, yep. And they can't say this was a last minute decision. That's a crockable because if Spider Man's launching early twenty twenty one on this for a while, and their story content it. exactly. So that yeah. that's that's a crock too. So if they were honest up front, saying, "Hey, the game's coming out on both platforms," however, Sony's getting X, Y, and Z, then I would be a lot less mad. The fact that they waited until a week before the beta launches, if you pre-ordered on PlayStation, is pretty messed up. Like even if they had alluded to it, thing. they wouldn't have to say it. But even if like right. when they announced it, they were like, and we've worked out a deal to have an exclusive character for PlayStation. We sure. all would have known what that meant. Right. It's not like right. surprising. We would have been like, ooh, I wonder if it's Hawkeye. No, we, we know what that means. 
Yep. Like I said, the fact that they own some rights to the character gives them a lot of favoritism. Pretty safe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. And I, I've been angry about it. I'm still, you know, sore about it. But it, I get it. It's just in my mind, an exclusive and the, the list of games you listed off before, that's a little different because that's an exclusive game, meaning I can't play that game at all. So on the other platform, but this is like, where, I can play this game, but I'm getting a lesser version. Of that's it. where I wanted to go with this. So yeah, here's the thing. I don't think anybody is adding anything to the conversation. They are basically just pointing fingers. It's a spy versus spy situation. All they're doing is going, we like exclusives. We don't like exclusives. We like exclusives. We wish we had exclusives. Kevin, I have a list of exclusive scenarios okay. that we can then deem good or bad exclusive. And if you fall into the good or bad, because that's the thing that I think is missing out of the conversation is that people like exclusives, but there are some exclusives that are better than others. Sure. And that kind of dictates the backlash and the outcry. So, Kevin, when a company gives another company so much money that they just get the game exclusive to their platform, period, Mm -hmm. right? Like you just buy a game. I'm talking about a Sunset Overdrive situation is that a good or a bad exclusive do you mean good or i'm trying to determine good or bad like good isn't i think it's fair game or okay yeah i think that's good you're good you're good on that yeah i'm good with that and and i should have been clear obviously we're not talking about first party exclusives those are yes that's different those Those, are guaranteed anyway but yeah if they buy yep these are talking about third party presumably could be multi-platform games Yeah, wouldn't make me mad, no. When a company gives another company so much money that they get the game exclusively on their platform for a period of time, good or bad exclusive? If it's announced out the gate, I'm fine with it. If it's not, then that's a problem. Let me ask you a thing. Here's a qualifier. Is there a length of time that you're not okay with it? Honestly, no. I think the hype, my hype level would go down if it's a long period of time, a la Tomb Raider. Um but I am okay with it if it's set up front again. That's fine. I think I agree too. I, I did. I wanted to put that down because you could buy exclusivity to a game for mostly a year, right? We've right. seen that. Or two years. Mm-hmm. What if it was like five years? Yeah. I mean, like it, it. Like I said, my hype level will go down if I couldn't play it on another platform. But I think that's fair if it's set up front saying like, hey, time exclusive. It's going to be on PlayStation only for at least five years. That's perfectly fine. Okay. You know. A company gives another company so much money that they get cosmetic items or upgrades that affect the player's progression in-game for a period of time or indefinitely. Competitive or no? Whatever you want. Okay, so that that's the difference. If it's just cosmetics, like, like we're talking about the Avengers with the PlayStation Plus stuff where you just get mm-hmm. the cosmetic and the skins and emotes, no problem. If it's something competitive-wise that allows them to level up quicker... You and you're competing against those people. I but have you're a problem not with that. Yeah. Why would you couldn't compete against them unless it's cross- it depends on the game. Like if cross-play. you're doing Call of Duty, yeah. If you're doing like Call of Duty, okay, I got you. That would be a problem. Yep. Okay. When a company lends its own internal IP to another exclusive on their platform, this would be like a Nintendo situation where Skyrim gets a version of Link in the game. Oh yeah. Um, like you can all <laughs> buy Skyrim. But you yeah. can only get the Master Sword if you buy it on Switch. No, I'm fine with that. Totally okay with that, too. Yeah. So far, you and I are one-to-one. We are good. And by the way, I didn't say this. Cosmetics are the best form of exclusive, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Here's where it gets tricky. When specific maps or gameplay modes are exclusive to one platform or the other, 
That's bad. Deal. That, that's bad that's exclusivity, isn't it? Bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and this is the thing that I think some people, this is where you start to get um, user feedback that is negative. Mm-hmm. People don't want to pay the same price for a game that's missing something on their platform right. of choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, hey, we're all paying the same amount of money and they get Battle Royale and we don't? What the hell? You know, like, yeah. that sucks. That's not fun. The last one that I wrote down, when portion of the game's story or single player content are exclusive to one platform, could be for a period of time or indefinitely. So, for a period of time... I don't like, but I understand indefinitely. That's where I come around. I like that's bad exclusivity. Um, yeah. because again, just like the first one, you're paying for something, the same price or something, and you're not getting it. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's where I land on the Spider Man thing. And it's not even, I'm not even a Spider Man person, right. but I do feel for those players that already can't play as Spider Man and they just have no hope to do so. Um, yeah. I don't understand why it's not also on PC. Sony publishes games on PC. Yeah. Like, what is that impacting anything? Put it on PC. Give somebody out there that just doesn't want to buy your console. Give them a chance. Like, PC will just mod it anyway, so it's 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 fine. They'll I said in bad bits to Discord. I often like to use PC as like the demilitarized zone of console wars. Fair. It's like when we can't come to an agreement or something, just put it on PC, and we'll let the you know it's, it's kind a, of like it's a, the Switzerland. Of yeah, a, just put yeah. it on PC, right? But give give folks the option. Um, to play a Spider-Man at some point. Um, I also thought I would have liked this news a lot better if it was Insomniac Spider-Man and not yes. generic Spider-Man. I would have liked this a lot better if Insomniac Spider-Man was the PlayStation version and mm-hmm. regular Spider-Man was coming to everything else. Like that yes. also would have been a cool exclusive. Yes. And that, that ties in a little bit. So Dev asked, asked the question in the chat. This kind of ties directly into it. If we found out Sony had the exclusive video game rights to Spider-Man, would this still be an issue? It wouldn't, it, but they don't. And they're not. Right. And that, that's the bigger issue is they, they paid just to get that. But you're right. That if would it was, cost so if it was much Spider-Man money. on both. Yeah. If it was Spider-Man <laughs> on both and Insomniac Spider-Man was on there, then... But you still had Spider-Man on Xbox. I completely fine. So you're right. Is they would have to have so much money, and honestly, Dev, that game wouldn't be made because Spider-Man would have been off the table for Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. It's probably so they wouldn't even have to consider that. And then Sony would have to come forward and say that. But they're making their own Spider-Man game, so why why would they ever say okay, use them in this game? When the news originally dropped, I thought it was a tie-in to the Spider-Man Miles Morales thing, and if it was, oh totally, totally okay with it. That's why actually, you might remember so. We started arguing on Monday. It's still going on, by the way. Yeah. But like oh, yeah. last week, like Thursday, it was being talked about a rumor. And I stayed out of it because I was like, oh, it's their Spider-Man game. Like, I actually thought it was going to be a game tie-in to their game. Yep. Like a little mission that, you know, promos and markets Miles Morales, whatever the new game is. That's what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then when it comes mm-hmm. out that it's not, and then, and I'm not pointing any fingers at people in our Discord. I followed a lot of, I follow a lot of um, folks on Twitter in terms of lists and stuff like that. I kept seeing so many people being like, I don't understand the, I don't understand what you're talking about. Spider-Man's exclusive. To the no. point where I was actually posting pictures of games at Spider-Man. And I had people that were like, I had no idea. There are people out there that think Spider-Man is only in the PlayStation 4 game. Yeah. Marvel Marvel Ultimate Alliance is the most recent iteration that was on Switch for crying out loud. That was so people's there's minds. no way Sony was going to give Nintendo the Lego games, the right Spider-Man yeah, pinball. Lego games, Marvel versus Capcom, like all that stuff was done this generation that if Sony really had the rights those games wouldn't have happened unless Sony was getting a fat check for it. Like Yeah. 
And they are, and, and I'm totally fine with it. Like, look, the same thing that I, every time that people have brought it up and have talked about it today, my answer has been the same. Like, because here's the thing. I just wanted people to be accurate and like informational. Yes. Once we got that out of the way, then it's like, dude, the choice is simple. Buy a PlayStation. If this really bothers you, buy a PlayStation. It doesn't bother me. Guess what I'm not doing? Buying a PlayStation. Like, I really don't right. care. I want to play as Iron Man. But if yeah. it was Iron Man, I'd be super pissed. And that sure. is the point that I try to make is if it was something that I really cared about and, and not like an exclusive game, like I care about Silent Hill. And if Silent Hill gets announced for PlayStation and it looks awesome, I'm probably going to find a PlayStation sooner than I want to. Totally. Right. Because I like that game. But if it was like a beloved franchise, like you said, like Batman, that would piss me off. And, and you only need to fact check me. Go back in our episode a couple of episodes ago when I told Kevin, I don't want Batman to be bought by Xbox. I don't want to <laughs> see it as an exclusive. Right, I think right. that sucks. It sucks for the whole yeah. Right. It's it's one thing, like you said, to do it with your own IP. It'd be one thing if Kratos was in the Avengers. Yeah. Totally fine. I get it. That makes sense. Where's well, Chief? Doesn't, but I get. Well, but right. You know what I'm saying. Property wise, yes, it makes the sense. example yes. makes sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But the fact that it's just Spider Man, who is more of a Marvel character than he has a PlayStation character, that I do think that kind of sucks. Because and the only thing that the only reason I have to say that is because if it was somebody else, I wouldn't like it. If it was the Hulk. If it was a character that I cared about, I wouldn't have liked it. If it was Anthem and the Colossus was exclusive to a right. platform I didn't have, that would right. make me angry. It's the one I yep. want to play with. Um, Let's agree. They just should have done it with Miss Marvel and nobody would have been mad. If I do it was agree Kamala with Khan, you. Nobody would care. If they had split like the Guardians, like if one had Rocket, you yeah. know, and the other, like that would have been, nobody would have cared. But they care right. because it's Spider-Man because it's a beloved character. Yep. Um, and if this does bother you, I've got bad news for you. Imran Khan on Reset Era, who who he now podcasts for kind of funny. Yeah, everybody may know him. He's former game and former executive. I think he outed like Cadence of Hyrule and stuff. He's yeah. got inside yeah. sources, long, long history. He says, quote, if you guys are mad about this, I suggest saving some energy because next year will be a marathon of getting upset. I do not know exactly what Microsoft is doing, but I do know that Sony is doing this a lot. And I think perhaps suggesting the Final Fantasy, the Silent Hill, the rumors that we know that Sony apparently is using their position as market leader to the best benefit they have, throwing some cash around, buying some exclusives. Good for them. And see, in those regards for Silent Hill and Final Fantasy, like like you, I, I would love to just have Silent Hill on, on Microsoft unless PS5 fixes their game share and makes it easier for us. We don't right. utilize it that much. Nope. Um, yeah, I'd be upset that I couldn't play Silent Hill on the Xbox, but... I still see it as being very different than saying you're getting the same game, but there's different content on the, the main character is only yeah, available over here. Right. Yes. Again, that's my good, point. So like, bad yeah. exclusivity. Exactly. If they want to throw their money and get exclusive games, I got, you know, could I be upset? Sure. But I got no moral problem with that. Nope. That's business. I'm fine with that. It's when you have something come out and you're saying, okay, Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, you're all buying the same game. You're all paying the same amount, but Oh, by the way, there's extra content, not just cosmetic, on this platform only. That's a bad deal for gamers. Not a bad business deal for those parties involved, but that's a bad consumer deal for us gamers. And uh, I think this proves a larger point that um, one of the things that I saw being talked about on Twitter quite a bit is that it seems to be that Sony's pitch right now is exclusivity. Like, that's yeah. what they're really mm -hmm. selling people. They're selling 100%. exclusivity. Like, they're selling 
not the better system, not the best games, even though, I mean, I think there's an argument to make they make the best games. Um, but they were really selling like exclusive. You've got to buy it to have exclusive. You, you can only use the controller with these games. You can only play these games on this console. You can only yeah. get these third parties. You can only get Spider-Man. Like that's, that's kind of their company direction. Whereas mm-hmm. Xbox's company direction for, for the last few years has been inclusivity, you know, branching Value. out, supporting other yep. partners. They are literally kind of walling up. You know, they're taking like an Apple approach to this and they're going, no, 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 no. We don't give a crap about anybody else. We want you here. This is what matters. This is where the best games are. These are where the best gamers are. Like you're, it's kind of like a, you're the best. It's kind of like a Globo Gem thing. Like here at PlayStation, we're better than you and we know it. Like that's kind of what they're doing. That is their sales pitch. That is what they're telling everybody. And they're saying, Hey, if you buy our console, you're going to get all this amazing content you can't get anywhere else. And that's not just first party. That's third party, it's DLC, it's exclusivity, it's everything. It's all of it together. Yeah. I said right. that one for Dev, by the way. Hi, Dev. No, that's good. That's good. I'm I'm glad you actually held back on a lot of this argument because I was fully prepared to have to going to have to fight you over this, and we actually agreed on this scenario. So it's it's one of those things where I know a lot of my statements may be taken as pro Xbox. I'm actually kind of neutral in this debate. <laughs> I just want people right. to report it accurately. Like, look, don't don't yeah. don't hide behind you know rights and stuff like that. Like those things can be proven. Just say just call a spade what it is. Yeah. And likewise, be like Justin. Just tell the people like suck it, buy a PlayStation. Which I'm Dev, totally Dev told us that in the chat. He said suck it Xbox. So <laughs> Yep, it's all good. Although it's funny, I mean Dev, you're not talking to me because I'm certainly not an Xbox, but right. it's fine. Um all right, so enough of that. Enough of Avengers. Let's move on to Halo. We get some Ooh. Halo news, kind of, sort of. Um, Smith oh, no, Toys. Re- big news. Well, it, toy ones are, are iffy. But we'll, no, they we'll confirmed it. it. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Smith Toys released a pre-order page for Halo containing the following. The legendary Halo series returns with the most expansive Master Chief campaign yet and a groundbreaking free-to-play multiplayer experience. Enjoy up to 120 frames per second and greatly reduce load times, creating seamless X-Play with the Xbox Series X. So it was crazy. So we get this this Toys, Smith Toys, Toys for Bob, like, leak, right? And a couple of days later, Xbox comes out. The Halo Waypoint account confirms it halo is for everyone we can confirm halo infinite multiplayer will be free to play and support up to 120 frames per second on xbox series x more details will be shared later and i think um i think that backs up a lot of the sentiment that we heard from team xbox even though they were getting raked over the coals with their story and campaign announcement they seem to be very positive i know phil spencer uh greenberg very positive saying wait till you see multiplayer and mm. wait till you see multiplayer. It seems like they've got some stuff to show for us. What do you think about Halo being uh, free to play? I'm co- actually completely fine with it. I think it makes great sense, uh, especially if they do something similar to like a battle pass where you get yep. cosmetics. Like give it the Fortnite treatment. It's completely fine. Business wise makes sense. Does that make the sweaty tryhards for Halo multiplayer angry? Probably because it may not be as competitive as it might have been otherwise. Because like y- you think about Call of Duty I think multiplayer. It'd be the most competitive Halo game we've ever had. Well, no, see, I, I think otherwise. So look at like Warzone, Call of Duty. If you do Call of Duty regular multiplayer, that's super competitive. Like you can drop in and get completely mauled by somebody. But if you go into Warzone, you can hold your own because there's also really bad people playing Warzone. Sure. Th- this is going to give it that same treatment for Halo multiplayer. 
Yeah, but we where, don't know if they're doing. We don't know yet if they're actually doing battle royale. No, no, it doesn't have to be. I'm just saying, if it's free, you're going to get kids playing it. Sure, of and course. you're going to get inexperienced players playing. But you're also going to widen the base, right? Because right. it's not just free on Xbox. It's free on yeah. Xbox One, Series X, yeah. PC, Stream, Mobile. That's a that's, way bigger base than they've ever had. Right. That's why I mean it's less competitive. Meaning it's not going to be you. as I just think there'll be more good players. Now, you may have a hard time finding Mm -hmm. them, but I think the cream rises to the top in these situations. Yeah, it depends whether or not they do a battle royale. If you do a battle royale, royale. if they they do that, I will be all over it. And let's be honest, like I can get my my victory royales, my chicken dinners, whatever you want to call it, in battle royale. You have to. You have to. You can't ship a (sighs) multiplayer shooter and not have battle royale, especially free to play. I think it. I think in this day and age, no. But Rogue Company would disagree with you because they're doing it, and there's no battle royale. That's true, and, and that's it, pretty solid so far. And just so. because they don't launch doesn't mean it won't be coming too. It might come very later. fair. Ten right. year plan. They've said it. This game is going to evolve and change over a long period of time, which is how they can claim most expansive Master Chief campaign yet, because it may not be outside the box, but over ten years, bet your bottom dollar it will be. I freaking love it. I think this is amazing. You were right. Mm-hmm. I think they are they are transitioning Halo into something else, and I can't wait to see it. I'm down for Far Cry Halo, yep. and I'm down for Battle Royale Halo. Like these, I'm not a Halo person, and I'm excited to jump into Halo, and I want to play it. Yep. Especially cool. if it looks like that in a Battle Royale, that's great. If it runs that that clean as they're saying, and you give it a Battle Royale, though, I think 120 frames per second a Battle Royale would be nuts. But I don't have a TV. Right, they, that's think, capable of doing it. <laughs> most people don't. Like, no. there are certain monitors that do, but the majority of players don't. So, the 120 frames, like, I take that as a, like, I like knowing the benchmarks of my system. I think it's cool that totally. I have a system that can do 8K or 120. 4K60 is just fine for me. Yep. Like, I am just <laughs> fine right where I am. I don't, I have no yearning to do more. Yep. I agree. Um, so, we shall see. Game Pass announcements. This was cool. I like this. Unexpected. More Game Pass announcements tomorrow. Today, I guess, as you're listening, if you're not watching live, you can get on Game Pass Darksiders Genesis. It lurks below Man of Medan, Trailmakers, and Xeno Crisis. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII HD. Not the remake, folks, but HD. That's really all they could do right now. the remake of the old one. It's the original it, remake. Yep. Yep. Uh, coming August 13th. Um, and that joins the already announced F1 2019 No Man's Sky, which just got uh, the Desolation update as well. So that game continues to evolve too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then exiting uh, Devil, May- uh, exiting on August 14th, so you still have some time left, Devil May Cry 5, uh, Yoku's Island Express, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and Space Hulk. So I think what's coming in is more exciting than what's leaving. I got to finish Devil May Cry 5. I stopped like chapter 9. I did too. I'm like right but at the end. But it's deleted, so I'm not going back at this ah, point. But. Gotta finish it. That was, that's what I took from this. Um, yeah. I liked Dark Side Genesis. It doesn't look great on Switch, so if you can play it via Game Pass, play it here. Um, I will. I did not like Man of Medan. It separates me I, from yeah. Josh and Kyle. I did not like yep. the game at all, actually. It was a very negative experience me and my wife had. Mm. trying to play the game is not i'm still gonna try it. i'm excited to play because i, I didn't should. play it yet it was will, not until yeah. dawn like the gameplay felt That's what clunky and 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 hard and hard moving characters around felt unnatural and i think you know what that means in the terms of the type of game where they walk into tables and they turn and you're just like what mm-hmm. is this it, it just it wasn't until dawn we got just telltale two, <laughs> we got exactly we got through like two <laughs> chapters and it got to the point when I played it that first night, my wife and I were just making fun of it. 
there were like skips scenes and uh dialogue that made no sense based on what was going on and we were just like my wife was just like donnie this is awful and i I, if i remember correctly i think my wife was like can we just play peggle (laughs) and we loved until dawn we played until dawn like a whole weekend so right i'm interested in hearing others Right. Hopefully there's been some updates too. I mean, that would be you, nice. Kyle, Josh played it like right away. So yeah. maybe there was, was some there quality of life one? stuff going on. Um, it lurks below. Eh, it seems more like a, like a, oh shoot. What's that game? I can't even think of it. Uh, Terraria. It looks like that kind of game oh, to me okay. there, which eh, whatever. It doesn't do anything for me there. Uh, Trail Makers is a, um, you build cars and boats and helicopters and you can kind of drive them around like a sandbox there. Uh, Undermine is also coming, and that's kind of a roguelike um, coming to Game Pass on August 6th as well. So, I mean, there, there's some cool stuff in there um, for sure. And I, I did definitely am jumping in a Man of Medan and Darksiders Genesis I will play as well, too, because I'm interested to see what, really how that was. Yeah, It's really good. It's got um, really good voice, really good writing. And that's um, – I don't think it's unique to Darksiders, but I think it's better than other Darksiders, which okay. could excite you a little bit. Yeah. I think that portion of the game, best – Darksiders game that I've seen. Cool. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. And then the um, the the new guy, I forget his name already because I played this game months ago, but the new horseman that shoots guns in his range, he's yeah. it's very, you know, it's got like that Diablo feel, obviously, because that's kind of the, the spectrum that it's in. But yeah. he moves around kind of like, like Spider-Man or something. Like you can kind of float and hop around mm. from the side of the screen and stuff. It's pretty fun. Pretty cool. You're totally going to play Final Fantasy VII HD, right? Not a chance. I have never. <laughs> Here's the thing. Kevin, I've never played that game ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've made fun of it, but I have never actually sat down and tried to play no. the game. And I and have, if, and if I you have no plans on doing so. No, if you haven't played it already, it's not worth going back, honestly, even for the HD thing. Just just wait until the day you can play it in that remaster that's out on PlayStation right now, and then maybe it's worth playing and because it's going to be a little bit different, but it's so hard to go back to that because honestly, and, and I think like Rebecca would back me up here on this and a lot of other people, like Final Fantasy 3 on Super Nintendo is better to go back and revisit than Final Fantasy 7 was on PlayStation or in this HD remake. Because it's still rough. Stuff. Yep, the sprites, the way it moves, it just, it just doesn't feel as, as fresh and as new. Great story, don't get me wrong, it, but it was revolutionary at that time. Now we've had so many games like that that it doesn't stand out as it once did, but I think that remake, however, brings it back to relevance. It's just, this is not worth playing. Well, as I've learned this week when I stopped playing Paper Mario, I just don't have the patience that it takes to play most RPGs outside oh, yeah. of the few IPs that attract me. And even then with those, I typically mainline them and I don't play them the complete yep. correct way that everybody else does like Pokemon and Fire Emblem. Like I'm not. And this is so grindy. It's so grindy. It's not even I funny. Either. There's no way you do it. Right. I was playing Paper Mario and I stopped and Chelfie says I'm like four or five hours from the end. And I legit, when he said that, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> that was my <laughs> response. When he said, I was like, I'm, that's, it's too far. If he was like, dude, you're like 20 minutes away. I would have been like, all right, I'll finish it. He's like, Donnie, you got another five hours to go. I'm like, nah, son. I ain't got that. You're like four and a half hours too much. Sorry. It's, it's just too long. It's too long. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Why, why don't you take the next one? Because you have a little more passion for this one than I do so far. Grounded nets over a million players in its first two days. Steam alone had 12,000 concurrent players and was third on Steam's highest selling list. Crazy. Go Grounded for the little yeah. throwaway game from Obsidian. Everybody's like, we want real games, not these stupid games. We want you make the big games. Kevin, 
I, I played it last week. I told yep. you that I played it. I told you that I had a good time. I wanted to go back because I told you I wanted to kill the spider. Yeah. I went back. I started playing it at like 1130 Saturday and I turned it off to like 10 p.m. I played it like all day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I had such an enjoyable time playing Grounded. I played it Sunday. I played it Monday. That's why I stopped playing Paper Mario. I was digging it, man. It's It's got an addictive loop. But here's the thing. The onboarding of the game could be better. But I also realized that a large portion of what I was getting addicted to was the discovery of finding stuff that nobody showed me how to do. Mm, and I okay. don't know where the good balance is between that. Um, but I almost quit it when I first started because I didn't really know what to do and I was kind of too scared to walk anywhere. Like it's a game where you've got to go and explore, but there's death around every corner, mm-hmm. you know, so you kind of feel paralyzed. But as you find a little something and a little something that turns into a big something, you keep doing it, you get powerful, more, you know, you get stronger, you start to feel like you can hold your own. And it's that getting powerful progression that I love in a video game. I think that's why I like Pokemon. I think it's why I like Infamous. I think it's why I like Fable. It's why I like Zelda games. I get addicted to that. Get stronger, get better, get stronger, get better, get stronger, get better, like loop. That's a loop that I can get behind. And, um, yeah, for whatever reason, man, grounded really did it for me. So I want to tell you some things or not. Maybe I want to tell you to maybe inspire you, but maybe give the Mm -hmm. listeners a little better onboarding thing. All right. The thing that hooked me was actually base building, (laughs) (laughs) which a lot of people be like, well, the crafting, I don't want to craft, but the base building is very important because once you start base building, you get upgrades then you start getting things that make playing the game easier, like storage okay. chests for your stuff. You can start to cook better food. You start make better weapons. You get shovels, all that kind of stuff. So once I started realizing the benefits of of having a, a like a home base, um, I did a little like a little Twitter. I did a little search on Twitter, like how to make bases, where people are making bases. I started to see some stuff, and I started to get some tips, like build it high, um, or you can build it like there are sometimes you can find structures in the game like a soda can and you can kind of build a base inside of it which is cool um every base has like almost every area where well not every area because you can literally build a base wherever you want but you want to build it next to like a food source so my base i built next to um like a high c cup that constantly like drips droplets of juice like every day so you don't have to find water. You just have to find food. And it was also like on a cliff and there was like a leaf. So I literally built my base on this little overhang so nothing could come <laughs> behind me. Right. Around a leaf that like served as a natural roof. Um, so I built my base around that. And then once I built my base, what I started doing, and I think the loop that I got hooked into, once I built my base, I started building like expeditions where like every day I kind of had like a day in the game. I had like a, like a a mission to accomplish today. I got to go and harvest acorns so I can make, you know, a shovel and uh, my roof. So I'd wake up that day and have food and everything prepared. And I would set out for the place that I know where acorns are. And then I found out how to discover a bow. And then I needed to find out how to make arrows and arrows um, are abundant in the game, but they're hard to find. You have to find like this thorny um, plant weed thing. And it's got a little purple tulip at the top. Um, here's the thing about the arrows and those 
typically where those things are, so are spiders. Sure. Because the easiest way to kill spider is with what? Arrows. Arrows. Yeah. So you kind of have to, and it's very exhilarating. You're kind of like trying to sneak through to get the arrows because you still have to craft them once you get the thorns. Right. You have yep. to then go and harvest mites and combine the two to make arrows. You got to make it's mite fuzz and the thorn that makes an arrow. So I kept going on these routine daily things to get better. Right. So I just kept doing the loop over again. I go back, sleep another day, get up, find something else to do, go do it, come back, sleep another day, go back. I just kept doing it over and over. And eventually, dude, I had three bases. I started planting bases around the yard so I could mm. migrate from region to region. And instead of doing the loop where I, I left the house out and back, I started moving from base one to base two, from base sure. three to base three, from base three to yep. base one, collecting things all along the way to the point where, yes, I felt equipped to go and fight the spider. Is the storage shared between the bases? Like you have one chest nope. and it... You- Damn. Okay. It's a legit survival game. And I think that's the best part about it is it's, it is a legit survival game. It is honey. I shrunk the kids simulator. Totally. And it's exciting to be like, well, if you were shrunk in the grass, like what would you do? And it kind of lets you live out that fantasy. Dude, spiders and grounded are the scariest thing I have ever encountered in a video game. And I've played every resident evil and PT and clock tower and (laughs) silent hill. And there is nothing scarier, especially when you get caught off guard by a spider. Now, when you're hunting them and you see them, not as scary. Now they are super fast. They make these awful screeching sounds when you attack them. And uh, when they run at you, like they kind of make the ground tremble. You can hear like, you know, it's, oh, it's it's terrifying. But when you catch one, like, um, all right. So I went, so one of the missions in the game leads you to a tree. There's a big giant oak tree. Now the oak tree is like bountiful with life. There's stuff teeming all over it. So as I go out there and get the mission and I do a little mission, um, and there's like a story, it's like a spaceship, it's landed. I'm like, there's all kinds of stuff. Like, there's some shit going down in grounded that, that you're not expecting. So I'm excited to see where they take the story. Um, but I started walking around. I found myself, like, near this rose garden. And I was like, oh, man, I want to set up a base over here. This is neat. And then as I started looking around the rose garden, I started seeing spider webs. Like, oh, God. I'm going to get out of here. So I find this Coke can. And I walk into this Coke can. And this Coke can, just like the high C cup, um, every day when the sun opens, like, it condensates and there's water. And I was like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to build right here. Night falls. That place is teeming with spiders on all sides. <laughs> and I was like trapped there. I was like, I can't build a base here. Um, I did kill two spiders. I killed the wolf spider and I killed the weaver, the weaving spider. The wolf spider, I tried to cheese it and I tried to fight him from inside the cocaine. He jumped inside the cocaine and killed me. Yeah. Like he crawled, like his legs got shoved all through the thing. I was like, oh my. Um, I got chased by one when I played and I, I basically just ran and I ran to like a lake and I swam across it so it couldn't it wouldn't follow me. That works. And I just kind of stood at the other end. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because I, I had like a spear and an axe and you that was that it. Music? No armor, no nothing. Dun, I was like, dun, dun, oh, yeah, done, done. Yep. Um, so listeners, uh, make sure if you go spider hunting, carry two bows. You don't want to lose one. I, I ran into that, too, where I was had one and it broke mid fight. <laughs> it's like F. I'm so screwed. Run away. 
<laughs> um, so carry two bows, plenty of arrows. Like, and that's the thing where I started to get into the loop of today I'm building something, today I'm hunting something, today I'm harvesting water. You can build bents where you can like bring water back to your bases. So you can always have water on hand. Just things like that. It's very addictive once you get into it. But I think the the game as it stands in early access, I just don't think it's really setting the hook. Like if you don't know yeah. what to do, it's not setting the hook to teach you that. Um, I kind of wish it the tutorial was a little more involved, maybe held your hand a little more like Nintendo and yeah. kind of like maybe even let you build a base at first. Right. Something, some basic base building. Like Exactly. Yeah. I have already felt like the Animal Crossing shame where I go on and I, I look at Twitter and people have these incredible bases with like rooms right. and stairs. And stuff. Yep. Like I don't have any of those things. <laughs> good. I don't feel as bad because when I was playing like that was that was the issue for me. And I, I did redownload it today because I did delete it after playing it because I don't know if I was rushing or whatever, but it just it wasn't hooking me at all. And then part of it was that base building. I started grabbing leaves and I started building walls and I'm like, this is way too complicated. I was like, I don't feel like doing this. And I kind of just did some more exploring. I'm like, all right, I'm done because I need to build a base, but I don't feel like going through that effort. Um, so yeah, if they did something to make it a little bit easier, a little more accessible, a little tutorial on how to do it, because they really don't tell you anything. No, it's really, it's the they don't even tell you how to go figure right. it out. Yeah. So that's and the that's thing. I didn't even know that I needed tough. a shovel. Like I saw things crawling in the ground. I didn't know that yeah. I needed a shovel until I found stuff. And it was like, you've unlocked a shovel. So that's, that's the other thing. Grab everything. Everything right. you can possibly grab because grabbing things unlocks it and la- analyzing things unlocks it. I actually kind of wish maybe I wouldn't be opposed if maybe they opened up the crafting recipes to you from the get-go yeah. so you could at least see what's possible so you would know what to look for because that's another thing about the game. There's stuff everywhere, but if you don't know where it is and you don't know what it does, there's nothing to prompt you to go get it. Right. Like the acorns. If you, if you- yeah, if you knew and, and you just had it and you say, okay, I can make this, whatever it is, a shovel, but I'm going to find out later why I need a shovel. I'm fine with that. It was more like, well, you can do whatever you want, which is a great thing in a game, but you could literally do whatever you want, but we're not going to tell you how to do it or why you should do it. And that's kind of like, eh, I could use some help there. I'm excited about the future of Grounded. I don't know if I'm yeah. playing it. I killed the spider. Once I killed the spider, I was like, all right, it's time to play another game. Now, if they drop actual story content, maybe, maybe I'll fire back up. I'm not going to delete it. Um, but I think the, I mean, the game possibilities are endless, right? Like they can introduce Mm -hmm. lawnmowers or people or hornets or birds or get a scorpion up in here. Yeah. You get a scorpion. You can have, I always think of like mundane things. You could have like a water sprinkling system or a weather cycle that could come through and like, you could change the game so much. Like they could introduce mud and what you could do with mud or snow and things like that. Like what if a dog came through the yard? You know, like there's a yeah. bajillion things that you could do. Do seasons, you got winter. What if you like went fall, inside? The what if changes? you could go in the house? Yeah. You know, and you like you could go and sneak around the cupboards and the kitchen and stuff like that. That would be really cool. And you fight insects in the home. Or mice, you can start introducing like mice or cats. You know, cats you can't glue beat, traps. but like mice you could beat. Yeah, glue traps. Oh, glue traps. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> That'd be so good. Yeah, this might become like a games as a service where like it just continues to evolve like No Man's Sky later on. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I uh, For all the games that they've popped out on Game Pass, and Ori is still my game of the year. I don't think I've played anything that gave me the feelings I've had with Ori, but Grounded's close. Definitely on the Xbox base. Like, people are sleeping on this game big time because uh, they just don't know what's there. They either haven't given it a chance because it doesn't have the marketing and the big 
announcement yeah. of a AAA game, or they gave it a chance and they didn't see what's there. There's a lot there. There's so much there beyond like the game in the early access right now gives you a little preview, like a little checklist of what to do. That is like the bare minimum yeah. <laughs> of oh, what yeah. you can do if you actually play the game and have fun with it. And I was excited to see so many people playing. Um, I actually, I had this point last week with, um, with bad bit and I forgot to bring it up. And after watching this, I wanted to bring it up again. You know, bad bit asked us if we thought there was a media bias, um, kind of like towards PlayStation and not Xbox. And, and I disagreed with it then and I still do. But one thing that I do think that I feel like maybe I've been conditioned to by following games journalism for so long is the idea that games like grounded don't matter as much as like single player adventure games. Like there does seem to be like a coverage <clears throat> issue where like, you know, there's a lot and it's not just grounded grounded just kind of reminded me of the point. There are a lot of games, you know, that, that like crafting games, building games, harvest games that find big player bases, shooters, that are played on Steam, that are played on Xbox, that are played on all consoles, that have tons of people playing them, millions, that really don't get covered in the gaming press. The gaming press seems, I would say, and I guess maybe people would argue that this is just what I choose to follow in gaming press, but I feel like gaming press really focuses on single-player games that you can start and finish. And I understand that because it's easier to cover. How do you cover a game that never ends? Right. That's the thing. Like we look at like review covers. So I just had to write an, an impressions piece, not a review on Ro- Rogue Company. And that's a beta game. That's going to change. It's going to be a free to play game. So that's going to evolve. That's like writing a, writing a review for Fortnite right now. The darn thing's always going to change. It's always going to evolve. And I think these open ended games really, it's the experience you have. So like you had a much deeper experience of grounded than I did. So it's hard to put that into words to say definitively, this is how this game is, where if it's a single player narrative, you could say, this is how the game progresses. This what works, this what doesn't. But yet when you have the open endedness, you can do whatever you want. But I mean, like look at Animal Crossing, that got tons of press. Exactly. And, you know, that's a crafting building game. I would even game. say Fortnite. Fortnite is the it's biggest different. game in the world right now. And right. while the press covers it, like updates and stuff, do they really cover it? Are they telling you like are, are no, we talking about the a press release? Right. Are it's, we talking about the teams that are that are good at it and what like yeah. strategies and nobody really is nope. doing that. Nope, not at all. But you got a single player game come out like Ghost of Tsushima. Everybody's got coverage. They got preview yep. coverage, they got review coverage, they got spoiler cast, like it's a lot of coverage. And maybe just those games have a bigger warrant for that type of stuff. But like even now, one of the things that I actually would say that was challenging with Grounded. Grounded has been out for a week. And yeah. dude, when Animal Crossing was out for a week, there were already people time traveling, showing you what you could do in the future. Yeah, yeah, Compendiums, true. guides. There is still relatively little out there to find on what to do in Grounded. That's like, true. Even trying to find tips, articles, and things like that, you got to really kind of dig for it. And even then, they're scratching the surface of what's there. Um, there is a wiki that I found that actually explained what all the different bugs did because I had this issue where these bugs kept invading my, my base. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I, I kept trying to build more and more walls. I built spike traps. They just kept walking through it. And then the ants ate them. So the ants came and I could not figure it out. Jeez. It was the mushrooms. I had built a mushroom planter in my base and the animals eat the mushrooms and the ants eat them. Uh, yep. But I spent an hour trying to fortify over and over again to keep them out only to then find them eating the mushrooms. And then I, killed the mushrooms they went away but like even stuff like that like i couldn't find it out it wasn't easily to seek it you wouldn't have known i had to learn 
And I think that's, and I like learning in games. I do. Exploration is fun when you were shown something that you had to go find. I think that's the Breath of the Wild thing for me is finding things. You mm. know, what's over that cliff? Like there is something over that cliff. Let me go find it. Um, I think that's the part of Grounded that I got into is finding it out, discovering what, you know, what could be done. Right. Um, but yeah, games like these, and there's a lot of games. Like I said, it's not just a, a Grounded or an Xbox point. There are a lot of games. There are games I don't even know about that have millions of players, <laughs> active players. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what Roblox is. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the game. <laughs> I was playing it today with my five-year-old. She loves to play it. And it's huge. Oh, it's, God, yes. <laughs> right? And we podcast about video games weekly, almost daily. And I don't even know what it is. So, like, that just goes to show you. Um, I just thought it was interesting, worth mentioning. You know, because yeah. oftentimes when we have these announcements like this Xbox game showcase and people go, well, they showed some games, but they didn't show, you know, real games. And it's like to a million people grounded is a real game. Like there's a million oh, people yeah. playing this game. Like that's, that's a big deal. I'm not trying to say it's the last of us. Right. But like, it should not have been dismissed as easily as I think it was. Agreed. Based on its yep. reception. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Next topic. This one's kind of came out of left field. Battletoads was announced, given a date. August yeah. 20th coming to Game Pass, Windows 10, Steam, Xbox devices, the whole nine. We were literally talking about this uh, not that long ago when Sean Capri brought up when he was on. He's like, where's Battletoads? Well, I, played, you know, I played that you know, before, and it's just like there was nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, by the way, it's coming out this month. It's all it's all good, guys. It's, it's a little weird. So um, I don't the think they have a lot of faith in it. Yeah, and that, I think that's the biggest thing. So, but Sean says um, it's good. So, Zitz Rash Pimples' first new adventure in decades, twenty six years to be exact. Uh, supported by Rare, developed by Dalala Studios. Um, they say, "Get ready for a genre busting comeback, featuring combat, puzzles, vehicles, and more." Uh, its new approach focuses on maintaining this mayhem while ensuring you have enough options to play it at your own pace. Couch co op only with three players. That's a big miss there, I think, in this. But yeah, everything I've seen from this, it's just. And this isn't a bad thing for people who are Battletoads fans. And I, I used to like Battletoads a lot. It was super hard. So I hope this is a little bit easier. But it looks just like Battletoads. Just like when we did Streets of Rage 4. It looked like Streets of Rage 4 when Double Dragon Neo, whatever came out, looked like Double Dragons. Like It's the same thing. So it might be good. I, I hate to say good. Well, yeah, good. Not great. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be those good, not great games. You can play it. Once you're done, you're done kind of deal. Um, I'm dreading the speeder bike levels though, because that was the ones that you. Well, they mentioned the options and things, and I think that all points to it being a little bit more accessible. I've heard those yeah. tales and stuff from the past as well. I mean, the diehards are going to be probably upset about that if it's going to be easier. You can play it but on the hard one. I want it to be. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. I'm just mad that it's not mad, but I'm really surprised and kind of upset that it's it's couch co-op only. Like, I would love to be able to boot this up and play it with, like, you and, and Josh or, you know, me, you, and somebody else. Like, it just, that would be so much more fun, I think, than just couch co-op limitation there. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Like, whenever you expect a co-op focused game, you expect multiplayer in this day and age. Um, mm -hmm. That's why you pay for live and services and online and all that. So, I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, August 20th. Go play it. Um, See, so yeah, actually, it's another Game Pass game they didn't put in that other presser. Mm -hmm. Um so next topic, I, you know, I'll let, I'll let you take this one because you seem to be more in tune via game tech and you maybe care about it more than I do, too. I don't sure. know. We'll see. 
Xbox announced the xCloud streaming service will be available to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers on September 15th. And they had a presser for this, and then since then a lot of news has dropped out, kind of dripped out afterwards in, in kind of the wake. Um, they mentioned over 100 titles will be available in xCloud at launch, uh, with a full catalog coming shortly thereafter. Kevin, did you see that Stadia started to market today that they also have over a hundred titles available, but they're yeah. not in any sort of pass. It's just their, their store. You can buy them can and buy then pay to stream them on top of it. Whereas <laughs> this is like, no, this is like 10 bucks a month. I didn't want to raid on people's dollar. parade, but I saw that screen and I was like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> they're just, they're just trying to capitalize on Microsoft. That somebody might be like, Ooh, I don't like Xbox. I like Google. Let's do this. And then they're going to be a rude awakening when they get in there. But like, yeah, you can buy over a hundred games. You don't need to with game pass. <laughs> Um, Project xCloud closes September 11th. Now, I received an invite invitation saying, like, hey, thanks for trying the streaming thing. It's closing. And then yeah. the app mentions that, like, hey, they're closing it, and it specifically mentions the Game Pass app. So mm-hmm. I feel confident saying that apparently the game streaming app will be shut down, and our Game Pass app that we all have will have xCloud added to it. So when you're going in there to download something to your Game Pass, you'll start, you probably start seeing prompts to download it. And you're like, hey, probably. like stream this game right away. Um, so I think that, I think it's good. I don't like having multiple apps to manage the same thing. Like I agree. put it all together. So mm-hmm. I like that. Um, they're rolling all of the functionality of the current Xbox game streaming app to our Game Pass app. And then Microsoft and Samsung have announced a new xCloud partnership today, which will make gaming more accessible to players around the world. It's a big focus of the new Galaxy Note 20 and their new tablet. And their new tablet is actually being sold in a gaming bundle with an Xbox controller and clip from Moga. And mm-hmm. then the news that we had right before we came on air was that... Xbox seemingly is ending their relationship with the iTunes Apple Store beta launch that they did. They they kind of yep. threw Game Pass over there, but it was super limited. It was mm-hmm. limited to, to the first 10,000 signups, and you could only play Halo. It was the yep. only game they had available. And um, a lot of people are upset with that. Apple owns a huge market share in terms of cell phones, and um, people definitely wanted to play on Apple devices. And it, it's worth mentioning that it's not a Mac thing. You can still play xCloud on Mac, I guess. But um, if they roll through the browser at some point, there are people saying yeah. those, but on the phone, you can't. Um, it's not an Xbox thing, though. And I will stick up for them here. And um, I always feel bad when I stick up for a company because I always feel like sticking up for any company is to be a fanboy. But I'll stick up for them here. It's not their fault. Um, yeah. They want to be on they, – they definitely want to be on iPhones, sure. yeah. um, but Apple is just not going to let them come in and start taking a piece of their gaming market because they don't make any money off of the purchase that you make in xCloud because technically you're not using their store. You're buying yep. the games in Xbox's store. So they're not making any of the 30% off and that impacts their Apple Arcade thing. We also don't know if Apple might have their own plans for streaming. I'd imagine they probably do. Um, so they're probably dragging their feet in terms of certification and approval um, because they don't, they don't want Xbox to be the, you know, first in the market leader. The, by the way, Stadia also not on yeah, Apple. <laughs> you yeah. know, so again, it's not an Xbox thing. It's just, no, an it's definitely thing. an Apple thing. That, that's how Apple works. I mean, and having worked at Best Buy and been in meetings with Apple and stuff like that before, it's, it's pretty evident. They don't want to play with others. They have zero interest in making things compatible to make things easier for other folks when it doesn't benefit them at all or it sure. actually goes against something that they offer already. Why would you? Right, exactly. PlayStation it, it, thing all over again. Why would you? 
Exactly. And that that's how it is. And it's, and it's fine. Uh, I think this is pretty cool. And the deal with Samsung makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think really, and, and, and the big point is what they say to take this globally worldwide. I think that's the key here. I think xCloud while being, it, it'll be a thing for sure. I think it's going to be popular. I feel like in the outside the US market, it's going to be a bigger deal. You look at people, mobile games and and the Asian market and stuff like that, like being able to do stuff like this where they're already attuned to, I'm going to do all my gaming on my phone or my tablet and I'm going to do this all the time. This is an amazing deal. Internet structures infrastructure for it absolutely. And um, like we've seen that in, uh, was it China? They're actually launched a cloud gaming console. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. And we've known that like the switch, for example, can stream games in Japan and it's got Resident yep. Evil and Assassin's Creed and things we don't have. Uh-huh. So their infrastructure is better for it. They don't have as many internet service provider holes and loopholes to jump through and make everybody yep. happy. There's not as much lobbying involved. So I would agree with you there. Um, you mentioned earlier, you think this is a bigger deal for tablets than phones. Yeah. Um, no streaming service. I don't think is going to take a really good foothold if they can't reach phones. I have no interest in playing on my phone, but there's no doubt that phone is the go-to device, like, because it's not about us. It's about the people that don't have devices, don't have consoles, and never want them. It's about those people. It's about moms and their kids and, you know, the people that are coming up. You got to get to them. And, you know, those that get to them first will have a significant leg up. And I think xCloud already has a significant leg up over Stadia by far. And the fact that it's just rolled into Game Pass. That was another thing that we – it was kind of – it was announced in this, but not, like, explicitly stated – it's Game Pass Ultimate. So this yeah. is kind of an added benefit for you being a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber. So if you're a Game Pass only for PC or only for console subscriber at the lower tier, um, you don't have xCloud. And they didn't announce like a separate version. So I no. think they're just going to make that the cost. The cost for Makes xCloud sense. is for you to be a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, which I've seen some Stadia folks go and you're having to pay for things you don't use. But it's you're having to pay for something you could use. And here's mm-hmm. the thing, Stadia folks, and I don't mean to throw stones. I'm only throwing the stones back. <laughs> you have over 100 games when you pay for that, okay? Stadia Pro has like 20 games, and they're not super great, and none of them are Halo. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's a big deal. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be like, you're paying for things that aren't worth it. It's like Halo alone is worth it. Let Like literally, just Halo. <laughs> just yeah. it by itself warrants the price, let alone all of the other games on Game Pass. <laughs> right. And I mean, the, the only reason I said I think it's bigger for tablets and phones, you're right. People have more phones than anything. And I, I'm not disputing that. And they want it to be successful there. I'm just trying to think practicality. If I'm leaving my house to go sure. to work, I don't want to take a controller with that's me to play my Xbox. Thing. Right. That, that's, you're right. That's what it is. But in my <laughs> head, like, too, I would also, like, how are you going to play games like, Far Cry, Fallout, Fallout 76, so that's on Game Pass. How the heck are you playing Fallout 76 on your phone? I played Madden on my phone. I played played Gears 5 on my phone. It works really well, actually. But you need need a bigger screen to really appreciate it. They do do a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Gears 5 on the phone, like, I took pictures a while back when it, like, first launched and everything. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it looks kind of (laughs) good. I'm not comparing what looks. I'm just being able to see everything on the screen, see everything that's going on. Like, I don't don't Mm -hmm. feel like that's as possible but well, you like remember more than the switch as i say you got to remember most people's phones are almost the size of the switch mm. you know they're not that far off they're pretty close like i have a i have a um i forgot a pixel 3 it's not even the new pixel but i have a pixel 3 and i mean it's it's not yeah mine's, awful mine's, screen size mine's big too but i mean i just i but it's the same reason like, i don't play those giant games on my switch no, either. i agree like, with you 
handheld. Like I'll do, I'll do a tabletop. I think it's an us thing. Doc. Yeah. Right. I I think the streaming thing hits to like a generation beneath us. I don't think our generation will ever adopt cloud. I guess if you didn't have the option to play elsewhere, you're right. Like you'll just do it on the phone. But yeah, in my head, like I have all the other options. Like, but if I was going on vacation, I would rather take my tablet and my controller and play on that away from home than on my phone. You were saying the exact same thing. And the reason why, so my kids dropped my Chromebook and they split it. They put a big old crack Mm. through it. So I'm not going to live with a cracked laptop. So I had to buy another laptop. This is the first time in years that I bought a not Chromebook. I bought a Windows 10 Ultrabook specifically for having the options to do xCloud on the go. Yeah. Like there's literally a purchasing factor in my decision making as I got a really good little AMD processor, decent little graphics, even though it doesn't need it because it's going to be streaming. Just, just, yeah. you know, some basics Something um, yeah. with the purpose of if I wanted to, I could. Yeah. That's the only reason if I wanted to, I could. And I, that'll, I'm the same way. I would rather play on a bigger screen, a, a nice tablet folded up or a mm-hmm. nice laptop um, yeah. monitor screen. But I was saying, you've got kids, I've got kids. They've grown up in a world where streaming is the norm and everything is through the internet. Oh, yeah. And I think those people are going to be way more open and applicable to being like, you know, cause we already see it. Like we've already seen it. I would say millennials, but it's not millennials, right? It's the Gen Z's. Yeah. People have already talked about like how cheap they are, how financially, you know, independent they are, how, you know, how they rely on the internet as like their modern utility. It's like, they care way more about internet speed than, than air conditioning and power. Sure. Like this is a thing about them. And yeah. if they can save costs to do something through the internet, we've already seen this in other sectors, software, financial tracking. If they can do something through the internet and save money, typically they will Uber. I mean, it's the same thing. It is the same sure. exact thing. So they have cell yeah, phones sure. that just have data plans. Don't even have phone service. They yeah. don't even use the phone. Yep. I mean, I don't, we don't, I mean, we have it because it's bundled in with our service, but we don't. But that's not why you buy it. Ever. Right. Exactly. Right. So if I, think, I had the option, if I had the option to not call, I probably would do that. Too. I think that generation is prime to be marketed towards. And I think that's why we kind of see this collective arms race. It's not for us now. So that's the, di- that's the disconnect. So many gamers are like, I don't like this. You know, like Caro, she's clinging to her boxes. You know, she's holding on to them. It's like, they ain't coming for you. No, <laughs> They're coming for your true. kids. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. All right. A um, little bit of speculation before we jump into the one question, because we are running a little bit long here. Um, Tom Phillips added to Jeff Grubb's speculation that Xbox is going to lift the live required restriction for online play across all Xbox devices bring console in line with the experience of PC, mobile players, and PlayStation. Jeff Grubb went in as far as to say, I think it's going away entirely. And the speculation was then given more steam when it was discovered that Xbox Live had been removed from Xbox Services Agreement and replaced simply with Xbox Online Service. Well, today, Tom Warren at The Verge writes that Xbox is not discontinuing Live nor changing Xbox Live Gold. The update to the Xbox Online service in the Microsoft Services Agreement refers to the underlying Xbox service that includes features like cross-saves and friend requests. There are no changes being made to the experience of this service or Xbox Live Gold, but it also doesn't mean that the service won't be made free at some point in the future. Microsoft did not comment specifically on the rumors of Xbox Live potentially being free. Although I feel like that's the way it's going. I mean, they discontinued what the year subscription cards, right? They essentially raise the price if you're not buying right. into Ultimate. So they're essentially kind of forcing you or giving you a strong nudge to go in the Game Pass Ultimate route because you'll just save a lot more money and get a lot more value, yep. which is nice, which is what you should be doing anyway. Why you have an Xbox and don't have... Why, why you have an Xbox or a PC and are not a Game Pass subscriber, I don't know. Um, 
But I think that they're just going to emulate what PlayStation is doing based off today's yep. stuff. They're going to make some games free to play online. So yep. like free to play games, you'll be able to play online for free and then paid for prescription games will require a live membership. So mm-hmm. if you want to play Gears 5 online, you'll need live. If you want to play Halo multiplayer, Halo Infinite, you won't need live. You can just play it free, but you'll have to buy the game, which you shouldn't. You should buy Game Pass Ultimate, which will have it included. So it doesn't matter. I have already t- said to you what I thought. I just wish they would just kill all of it. Kill everything, make Game Pass Ultimate your one thing and sell one thing. But like I told you in Bad Bit, I didn't see a world where they stopped doing this because it's it's basically the people that are like, they'll just get rid of it. They're just, they're getting rid of free money. It's just free money. Mm. You know, like people are like, well, games is gold. Cost them nothing for the $60 a year or the five bucks a month or whatever you're paying them. You know, if you're not a Game Pass subscriber, Whatever you're paying them on Dishon is just free money. They're not just going to give it up. Mm. I think the idea is to eventually weed it out. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like a brand new thing, like let's rip off the Band-Aid and get going. What they're eventually going to do is provide you so much value and raise the other price of the other one so much that eventually everybody moves over to when they actually pull the plug, there's nobody upset about it because everybody right. has already moved over. It's just a long-term play, I think. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And I mean, just looking at what they've added – or slated to add in the month of August for Game Pass alone. Yeah. It's like, who cares about what they put for Games with Gold at all at this point? Because they're doing so way more it. games. I more don't more every month. I hate it yeah. every month when we see it. I hate it. They go, well, PlayStation's got this. And it's like, I so badly want to report back. Like, well, Xbox actually has these 30 games that came out this yep. month. Except yep. they're for Game Pass. Now, like, nobody cares about Gold anymore. It's... I don't, have, yep. don't even claim them. It's just so a throwaway thing. Yep. If anything, people should be carrying PlayStation Now's lineup to Game Pass's lineup. That's the new Games with Gold versus PlayStation Plus. Yeah, like, agreed. Just get rid of that. Nobody cares about that anymore. Yep, agreed. Agreed. All right, so time for the Xbox. One question comes from Zach here. Do you think Xbox having Game Pass and Halo multiplayer free for all users will encourage PlayStation players to maybe make the jump to Xbox this upcoming generation? And do you think this move might force Sony's hands to alter their current offering with PS Now slash PS Plus? So continuing our conversation, we're literally having. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's really the I, I want to say no. I think PlayStation's market lead is so big. I think their momentum from releasing games is so strong. And I think their PlayStation 5 will launch with such a recognizable title that I don't think Game Pass or free-to-play Halo or anything is really going to dent that. And I'm speaking, I think, primarily from a casual base, but I don't want that to demean, like, I realize that Halo is a big franchise. I just don't think is anything the power of Spider-Man. You know, like... Spider-Man sold gangbusters. Gangbusters. Spider-Man was the equivalent of like Animal Crossing and Zelda. Like Spider-Man yep. was big. And I just don't want to, you know, take that for granted. I don't want to think of it as an anomaly. That's a huge, you know, IP and franchise. So I don't think so. I think it's the best way of saying it. I mean, maybe for some, but I mean, PlayStation's focus, this might be just completely wrong. I don't think PlayStation's focus is online anyway. Right. I don't think people are buying a PlayStation and play online uh, like games. They can play online games. I just don't think there's somebody that's like, you know, I play Fortnite 100 hours a week and I've got to have a PlayStation. Yeah. 
It's not their bread and butter. They have options to play that. That's not why you buy a PlayStation. Um, You can do that on a PlayStation. It's not why you buy a PlayStation. So I don't think the multiplayer online thing is going to help Xbox at all, really. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think Halo and the, the, the Game Pass stuff... It, it's value based. So like Xbox owners are buying Xbox because of the value and the benefits of what they get from it. PlayStation are buying it for those epic first party, you know, storyline adventure games. It's right. And that's all it is. So I don't think either company has done anything to sway the competition. We've said that so many times over. I think more so what's not what Sony has to do because they don't have to do anything. What I'd like sorry, good. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think Game Pass by itself does, but not for everybody. But I definitely think there's a customer out there that's like, man, these games are expensive. And they find out about a Game Pass and they're like, oh, I'll just do that. You know, because it is the Netflix of games. And I think there's somebody out there. Are there millions of those people out there? I don't think so. Right. Because, I mean, if you're you're saying like, okay, yeah, I can get to play what were some of the games you mentioned earlier, Man of Medan and Darksiders Genesis and this and that all for, you know, essentially free or really, really cheap with the subscription. But I have to give up Uncharted, Last of Us, God of War. No way. I I don't see that. But you're right. For those folks who don't care as much about those things and sit there and say, well, I get 100 games a month. It's going to be interesting to see the marketing as these consoles launch. Yes. Because I think there is a play to be made on Xbox's behalf where they show you the console in like a trailer and they run you through like a sizzle reel of games that are all launch games. You like you see Halo, the medium, a slew of indies, Call of Duty or something. And they're like, play it all today on Game Pass Mm -hmm. for free. Yep. Or something like that. Like they can go that route, like the all in, you know, the cable bundle package yep. route. That yep. might appeal to some people. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, you got to figure because everything on Game Pass, they can show Scissor Reel. So they can show Halo Infinite Scissor Reel, Gears 5, uh, you know, State of Decay, whatever they want to do. Forza, you, know, you just throw all in there. All stuff there. Sea of Thieves, like, whatever you want to do. Available now at launch. Over 100 games at launch for free, Game Pass included. Because I've said this a bunch on the show already. I expect Game Pass will be included in whatever console bundle you're having. And I know a lot of people, like normally they do two weeks. A lot of people suggested a month. I mean, this may just end up being completely wrong, but I would suggest nothing less than three months. Yeah, I'd say it's got to be at least a month, but three months doesn't seem completely ridiculous to me, especially if the console is going to be in the $500 range. Then I think like that makes sense. The way they've doubled down on Game Pass, you want to promote Game Pass completely. Oh, yeah. And you want to give them you like what you want to see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about two weeks or a month, right? You sign somebody up for two weeks and they know they need to cancel. You sign somebody up for three months. They forget that they signed up for it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like I think that's a part of it. You know, it's, you want to give them enough time to where they can get in and use it. Maybe they stop even playing the damn thing, but they don't remember anymore. Like that's kind of a part of it. So Netflix built its empires on people forgetting to cancel it. Exactly. You're like, well, I'm going to keep it for another month. I'll just keep it for another month and it just stays. Um, the, the second part of the question, though, uh, altering their their current offering, that's where I was going before we, we segued, is it's not something Sony has to do by any means because they have the market share. We've said that over and over again. I would love to see them take PS Now and try and market it as a Game Pass thing, make the price more competitive there, offer it in a similar style to the two because not to sleep on it. I, I don't subscribe to it. Did but they make the price more? Com- isn't like it was on bucks a sale. month. It was on sale, I think, for that. I think but it's $10 did- a month, though. Okay. I mean, it's if cheaper that- than Game Pass. Or at least that's than a- Game Pass Ultimate. Right. If that's the case now, they've added good games every month the last couple of months. Oh, yeah. They're trying. Um, they're definitely trying. They don't market it as much. Um, yep. Never mind. 10 bucks a month. Yeah. 
they've, they've hundreds, tried for hundreds of games on demand. So obviously they definitely brought the price down, yeah. which is a great thing. Um, I would subscribe to PlayStation now if I had the ability to download games on PC. Like if they came out with a launcher that I could download games on PC, I would 100% subscribe to PlayStation now. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's still limited to the hardware, I think, is what keeps me from jumping in. Um, and that's just a future proof decision for me. Like if I could go Series X and then subscribe to PlayStation now and play first party games through next gen on PC, I would. I think I would do that. Yeah. I mean, it, that too. And and they'd have to keep their first party games on it. Maybe not launch like Microsoft does, but the fact that they put some on, like Spider-Man was on there and it came off. So it's like, you don't That's have those on there. It's like, just keep them on. Like once you get to the point that like, if you want to tell me I have to wait six months before playing it, totally fine with that. That's fine. But once it's on there, don't take it off. Like they had been with the first party stuff. Third party, I get it changes. Does on game pass too. Don't, don't forget that anybody. Um, but yeah, if they did that, but yeah, $10 a month or $60 a year um for ps now right now so that's not bad and you can stream you can stream yep you can still stream i had i had issues streaming it was not a great experience but yeah other people said they had a better experience than me yeah i mean it it all depends like if they take it to the next level ps5 sure that's something that may segue some folks not to necessarily say i'm giving up my games pass to go to ps now but it might get people if they're really debating which one console can i get Okay, if I can get the exclusive and PS Now is better, that might help them a little sure. bit in their favor. But ultimately, I think people have made their decision and the fanboys are staying there. And then there's the ones of us who want to get both. It's a matter of, okay, what do I get first? Which one do if you I get can't first? afford to buy both, and that's there really... Is, there are the oh. super casuals that are just going to buy one. And they're, right. they're the ones that are on the fence. And that's what they're, that's what yeah. they're jockeying over. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how much, I guess, I don't think specs matter to those people at all. That's where the exclusive game part really matters way more. Bingo. Yeah. Game Pass and exclusives. That's all the conversation to me about. But thank you, Zach, for the question. Appreciate it as always. Um, That wraps up the show. Uh, Donnie, where can people find you? Because you've had a change. Oh, that's right. (laughs) You got to tell people now that that aren't in the Discord, although everyone should be in the Discord. So I have changed my my handle everywhere um, because I just got tired of of having to address it and answer for it. And um, it's not necessarily the teasing, although that's a part of it. Um, It's just the fact that it always kept coming up. And I think the thing that bothered me most about it when I would um, be in a debate with you or Devin or Seth or Kyle or anybody else and it would get brought up is I feel Mm. like it was kind of dismissing any points that I was making. Oh, yeah, it was easy picking. It was the it low was, bar. Yeah, it was an easy distraction from anything that I said, right? If totally. I said anything like pro PlayStation or pro Xbox, it was like, what's the name in your title? And it's like, you just kind of dismissed everything I just typed out. Yes. <laughs> you yep. know, and I just didn't like that. It's just like, I don't feel like anybody's listening to me. So, uh, and it's not alone. It happened to me on Twitter quite often. Oh, yeah. I would retweet yeah. something like pro Xbox or say how excited I am for Ori and they'd be like, Aren't you a Nintendo person? It's just like Jesus. It was a bad decision, and it yeah. sucks at least, because at least, at least in Discord, it's from it's from people you know that you talk to on a daily basis. So yes, it's still a cheap blow, but at least you know we're not like I know where it's coming from. Yeah, like the the right. teasing didn't bother me as much as yeah, yeah. is the points, right? The yeah. point making. Like I feel like I dropped some knowledge, and like oh, just leave it to a guy with a Nintendo in his name. It's like just completely dismiss everything about what I just said. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I changed my name. Um, after that, I spent like a couple hours trying to figure out what to change it to. I took suggestions on Twitter. We had a lot of fun to talking about it on the discord and I came up with eat the hype, uh, most notably from devolvers, uh, 
Last Direct, where they had the infamous Let Them Eat hype. The games don't matter anymore, just that we announce them, just announcements. And I thought, man, what a that's a perfect nickname. There were good ones. Um, so, like, I didn't want to go the generic gamer route, which stopped me from using Game On Donnie. That was Dev's suggested name. Not a terrible name. It's pretty good. Um, but there's Game On and Game Over, Game Over Kevin and Game Over Greggy and Game On Donnie and Game On. I was like, dude, there's a thousand people. Like, that's not unique. That's boring. I didn't want to do that either. There were other suggestions. I don't remember them all. I, I wish I would have kept my list. I would have said, said them to everybody. Uh, Keith Diamond. My, the name my mom was going to give me, my my alter ego porn star name. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about DLC. You need to be on it. Three bucks a month. Um, I told a story of my original name was intended to be Keith Diamond, which I totally would have made my Twitter handle. I was excited yeah. when it was suggested and tried. Totally taken. <laughs> it's taken in a lot of different ways. So I couldn't, I couldn't make that happen. But eat the hype. And... um I think it was funny. My first word actually was eat. So <laughs> I thought that was like a funny tie-in. And then the Devolver thing, which I, I clipped out the Devolver thing and I put my little hashtag over it. But I am now eat the hype on Twitter, on Discord, on Nintendo, on Xbox, on PlayStation, everywhere. Unified ID. That was a part of the criteria. Yes, it had to just it had to be available not just on Twitter, but available everywhere. Yep. Um, but playing Nintendo, ain't no G's and playing Nintendo has been laid to rest until somebody resurrects it. I'm excited to see when the day comes that I run into the next play in Nintendo. Cause I wasn't going to lie to you. There's a part of me was a little upset to see it go. Cause I thought that was a pretty unique, awesome handle. And I totally. think I, I made it a thing and I liked it. Um, but it wasn't worth the constant jabs over. So I like my new name. Um, I don't think a lot of people do, but I've had several people reach out to me and they're like, this is really cool. I'm also yeah. probably the most hyped-tastic person on the team. Like yep. I'm known for that. I like the hype. I like the buzz. I love the rumors, all the hype. Let's do it. So it also fits. Um, when it hit me, and this was like two hours into the idea, when it hit me, I DM Dev and I was like, what about all caps, eat the hype? And he was like, there it is. Yep. <laughs> it's like, we've done it. That's got to be your name. And he loved it instantly. I even took suggestions after that. He was like, no, no, this is the name. You have to use this name. He's like, this is it. You've done it. So now, I happy now to I'm see that it was available. Right. Now I'm just going to make fun of you if you're not hyped about something. Right. You're not, you're not eating the hype. But that's all I can get you for, which isn't which isn't that bad. But because you're, you're right, you're generally hyped about everything or at least hyped to talk about it or whatever. So it fits. It makes sense. Um, you can follow me at PSVG Kevin everything everywhere um you encourage you to head over to psvg.blog check out the website all the other shows available on the psvg podcast network get your links to the discord where you can come and chat with us all day every day because apparently we don't have jobs to do and that's all we do is argue and talk about video games so come join us if you want to support us monetarily of course that donnie can chip out hundred dollars of worth of t-shirts head over to patreon.com slash psvg and help support us and get that DLC access for more additional. I had to hold Sean's shirt. <laughs> oh God, because this is going to be even more. They quoted me like forty three dollars to ship Sean's oh shirt. I was God. like, no, give me the shirt. <laughs> Buy the shirt a plane ticket right now and send it. It'll be cheaper. It's like I, I will see Sean in person before I give you forty dollars to ship this to him. This is ridiculous. Oh God, That's but everybody awful. else's shirts went out. Um, the Patreon blew up kind of this weekend. We released the trilogy of Flexi, had tremendous feedback. 
tons of positive feedback. People, I told Jason privately, I think people like the the real talk. Me and Jason were able to get into some stuff, and I challenged him on some few things. He challenged me on some few things, and people appreciated that. So that was real good. And um, we dropped the new Dollar Cinema feature, and we've got all kinds of other strong style dropped last week. We've got things in the works that I am just over the moon excited to share with you guys in the coming months. So. Yeah, if you're not there, you don't, you really don't know what you're missing out on. The, the, the plug that I will do is the same plug that Game Pass does. Give us a try for $3 in one month. If you don't like what you're, what you're seeing, if you don't feel like it's worth $3, then cancel. But here's the thing. We drop like five bonus episodes a month on the Patreon feed. It's like you're missing the other half of the master feed. It's way more content than you think it is. A lot of people release the same podcast like a day early or like one bonus podcast a month. Like you're basically just getting twice the PSVG content. You just don't know it exists yet. It's true. It's not video game related for the most part too, which is a nice uh, change of pace. So if you, if you're getting burnt out, want something different, that's the way to go. But thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in again, as always in the words of uncle Phil, there's no power greater than X. (laughs) 